Welcome to the Daily Grind. My name is Kelly Johnson, your fun and friendly host. We are on episode 39, the very best one yet. Shout out to my podcast network, Ambiguous Network, and fellow pods on there, including You Mad Bro, the Sam Bustle Podcast, and GDP, Gold Driven Professionals. Excited to announce we have just launched our new website, AmbiguousPodcastSolutions.com. If you want to be a podcast of your own, feel free to go to their contact page and get in touch with podcast <laughs> professionals and start yours today. First things first, if this is your first episode with us, your 10th one that you're listening to, or right now on track with episode 39, we appreciate you being on the podcast of, of your choice today. Help us grow, share this episode with a friend, and give us a rating and quick review. Virtual high five to you in advance. So now on to the best part of our pod, talking to a new special guest to share their story. <laughs> Without further ado, let me introduce you to Jeff Mason. Jeff Mason is the founder of Simple Biz 360, providing timeless business tools, book programs, blogs, and podcasts designed to assist entrepreneurs, small businesses, and leaders. In addition to writing, speaking, and podcasting, he operates a one-person sales agency in the upper Midwest. He currently lives and works in Cottonville, Missouri. So overall, great person to have on our show today. So welcome, Jeff. Well, hey, Kelly. Thank you so much for that great introduction. How are you today? I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself? Very good. Hello, listeners out there. Sorry we're coming to you at such a difficult, challenging time, but uh, well, our prayers are with everybody. Definitely. Yeah, excited to have you on the store on the show today. And uh, yeah, first thing, sir, do you want to tell our listeners who you are, where you're from, and what you do? Sure, absolutely. So well, my name's Jeff Mason, and uh, I am from, I uh, spent most of my childhood growing up in New Jersey, and moved out to the St. Louis area about 20 years ago in an executive capacity with an apparel company, a manufacturer. And, you know, I knew that in 1989, I had earmarked a goal of writing a business book. And so last year, uh, September 30th, we put our book out, published it, and we started a weekly podcast, which is, um, which is, which is a lot of fun. I'm sure you're having tons of fun with it. We started that on 1024, and uh, we also operate a website and just some basic uh, consulting programs for small businesses, solopreneurs, which, as you mentioned, I'm a one-person sales agency for my day job. Job and and uh, you know I operate a one-person company and have for um, going into my 13th year now. So so we're real excited to be here and as a guest. And that's just a little bit about me. Got a wife, two kids, two grandsons, two wonderful daughters. So we're uh, we're blessed. Yeah, you are a living example of the daily grind for sure. Uh, lots of great stuff. Uh, congrats, 13 years in the making and many more to come, which is awesome. Uh, what what inspired you to start Simple Biz 360? Well, I was a, a sales recruiter and a trainer in the uh, office automation business in, 19, in the late 1980s. And um, I had really become interested in 
personal and professional development in about 1986 when I worked in New York City in the Manhattan and in, in the lower part of Manhattan in the Wall Street area. I was introduced to Dale Carnegie and Dale Carnegie training and my company had been very, uh, very, very uh, deep and steep in their training for their employees. And I just really caught the bug in about 1986. So 1989, I'm now hiring 65 college students from 39 different universities. Um, I'm also putting them through a two-week in-house training program. And it was just there that whenever I saw the light bulb go off, whenever I, whenever I saw the energy behind somebody understanding a concept and where it clicked and that that aha moment occurred. It just, it, it, I don't know, it was contagious. It was electrifying to me. And I just said right then and there, you know what, I'm going to write a business book uh, someday with just, and I don't know, you know what it will be about, but it'll be simple. I knew that, but I also knew I had to accumulate situational observations throughout my career. So I spent the next 30 years documenting things um, and experiencing things and making sure I understood why they worked, why they didn't, and what we could have improved on. So, um, you know, I started writing probably four years ago this April, actually, and I uh, went to a little cabin in the Ozarks and began my writing and, and uh, you know, I finished, uh, finished last September. So that's, you know, all that career path has, has prepared me for, for what I did. Yeah, I was just going to ask, has like your previous experiences and all the different works and things that you've been involved with prior to Simple Biz have helped, you know, uh, shape how it has done? And also too going forward, all the different content, different guests that you have on, things of that, you're reaching a lot of people, uh, vir both virtually and in person. Yes, so it did. And, um, you know, really... I guess the first the first thing was, you know, I, I had to learn how to be humble as a young uh, gentleman out of college. And, you know, one of my managers had really had really uh, introduced me to the fact that, you know what, if you want to get better, if you want to pursue um, success, however you define it, you really have to adopt a humble attitude of knowing that you don't have all the answers. And so I started reading a business book a month and he challenged me to get at least three things out of each business book and, and told me that at the end of every year, I'd have 36 new tools on my tool belt. And so I really started out with that in mind and then my appetite just grew for it. So once I decided to write a book once I knew I was going to do this, I started looking at everything that happened to me from 1989 on as a piece of the creative experience puzzle. What could I take from not only this job or that job, but what could I take from this instance with a customer or that instance with a customer or this instance with uh, you know internal management? What could I glean from this to make myself a better employee and a better you know, vendor for, for eventual customers. And that's really how I looked. I, I think Harold Janine, I love his book, Managing by Harold Janine. And, and he had, he had said that something to the effect of he looked at his career as one big creative experience. And, you know, I, I would say that's how I looked at mine as well. That's great. I like how, I like how you have the, the goal driven mindset in regards to uh, taking that challenge of, you know, reading a business book a month, uh, finding takeaways and then applying that into your everyday life and actually helping out others, inspiring others, you know, being a resource for those uh, solo, solo entrepreneurs out there uh, like yourself. That, that's great way to pay it forward and also making a difference. And I, I'm sure you've probably had lots of feedback and lots of uh, communication with your 
uh, with your consumers and listeners out there uh, after being, you know, soaking in any of your information across all the different channels of mm-hmm. had success in their business as well? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's very nice to hear, uh, you know, it's very nice to hear when you've touched somebody, or you've changed somebody, or you've given somebody a new idea. And I mean, really, I, I back up my career train to, you know, when I decided to write this book. I mean, Kelly, if I had known, if I had known how excited I got as a helper, uh, I would have been, a, I would have gone down the path of becoming a teacher or professor, because it just I love working with young folks. I love, I love that experience. And I just, uh, you know, it just was really an eye opening uh, time in my life. And I, you know, so I, I love, yes, I love helping people. I love getting the feedback when I'm able to help somebody. And, um, you know, this, the social media world makes it a little bit easier to get a good feedback. And you know what? I, I love negative feedback too, because, Really, problems are opportunities in disguise. I've always felt that. I've always looked at my business situations as that, and I've made tons of mistakes. I mean, just you have no idea how many mistakes, and you have to really look at a mistake and go, "Wow, I never want to do that again." But what you know, what do I learn from it? How can I change? How can I get better? So you know that that that's part of that creative experience that, that Mr. Janine speaks to, which I've you know taken on my as my own guidepost, if you will. Definitely. Yeah, I like that. And then, yeah, feedback is great to have both positive, negative, and it helps you improve yourself as a visual, improve your, improve your, your work, um, different things that you're involved in. Uh, how, like, has any other, uh, with the books, uh, your, both your school, your college work experience or particular um, experiences in general influence what you do today? Yes. Um, you know, my, I went to a, a wonderful school in the, uh, down in Southern New Jersey, the Pine Barrens of, of New Jersey. It was called at the time Stockton State College. It was one of the, uh, was one of the state schools. It's now Stockton University. And in fact, uh, yes, wonderful experience. I had, um, I had taken two years off after high school. I was a horrible high school student. I worked, I worked as a, I pumped gas for one year, which is actually a pretty fun job. But you know, when you're only making a hundred dollars a week, uh, in, in, 1977. It wasn't that great. Uh, and then I worked in a plastics factory and I cleaned a restaurant after I left a night shift in the, in the plastics factory. And I really learned there of the value of education. I, I really switched, you know, I, I turned a switch on then to go to school, went to Stockton, uh, got into Stockton. And it was the, the group of educators there and the experience that really helped shape me and really helped me. But there was one professor in particular, and I think we probably all have somebody like this who just ignites us. And I did, uh, I did my independent study my senior year. I was a sociology major, and I did it with uh, Professor Martin Needleman. And uh, Professor Needleman, at the end of the whole independent study, made one comment to me that I've kept, uh, uh, you know, I've kept it to this day. It drives me. And he just said, you know, Jeff, after working with you this whole semester, I'm telling you right now, you know, you are a diamond in the rough. And, and, you know, when you hear something like that, you know, it just, it, it, it gives you the fuel to, to always say, Hey, when the chips are down and I'm not feeling good, you know, he saw something in me and I'm going to, I'm going to bank that, you know, and I'm going to work at making him, you know, proud. So yes, they, they had a wonderful, you know, that college experience touched me in, in wonderful ways. Matter of fact, uh, 
Kelly, if you'll allow me, just last night, very funny, one of my podcasts, uh, episode 26, which I just aired, was with a young girl named Jessica Chamberlain, who's an intern at Stockton University. And they're, they're coming up on their 50th anniversary right now um, as, a, as a college. And so she's part of a small strike team of six people that are, that are there to write stories and kind of uh, capture the 50-year anniversary of the university and, and put things in perspective. So they're doing a story on my wife and I. I met my wife hitchhiking. So uh, she, I was hitchhiking. She was not. Her boyfriend picked me up. And so we have an interesting little story about that that's going on with Stockton. But on episode 26, when I interviewed Jessica Chamberlain, it was about COVID-19. And it's about the the you know, effect on colleges. And she spoke in generality, you know, uh, for college seniors in general, but also for her university. She did a wonderful job, articulate job. And, you know, I, I, I titled it The Unexpected Conditions Grooming Unprecedented Leaders. And I really think this is a pretty cool, um, you know, opportunity for leadership to develop through this such a hardship that our world is facing. And, and that's what the podcast was about. So lo and behold, it's now become part of the, the 50 year anniversary. It's also being submitted to a uh, Arizona State University project that has about 60 curators on it as a piece of archival COVID-19 you know, um, documentation that people for decades can go back and look on. So I don't think it's been approved yet, but we're, 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 we're there. So I'm really excited about that. You know, it was a great opportunity to hear the collegiate perspective on COVID-19 because there's 5 million, you know, students out there that are obviously not graduating in a normal way, um, just on the college level. So, you know, it was really fun. I I didn't mean to get tangential there on you, but I really, um, I'm jazzed up by the fact that, you know, the, the university saw it as a, uh, you know, as a, as a well put together episode. Yeah, that's that's wonderful news. Uh, first of all, congratulations, and second of all, uh, this is really great news. You know, you gotta bring out the positive things and stay positive during this COVID nineteen situation and all. And um, it's really cool that uh, throughout even even our daily grind episode right now, uh, we can document this. Uh, this goes down in history, Jeff, you know, uh, for during the COVID-19 <laughs> period. And uh, we'll, yes. look at, we'll look back on this uh, years to come and what, what we all experienced. And uh, I think that's great, too, not just the Stockton University, but now other universities. This is documentation, your work. Uh, I listened to episode 26 as well and um, of your podcast. And I think that's great to have a perspective or listen to or just hear what college students are experiencing um, or just college students in general, students in general, both higher education, even, you know, from high school and down under. Uh, A couple episodes episodes ago, we talked to Will Schultz, who's a high school uh, mathematics teacher, and hear how he's affected in teaching and educating his students. So it's it's good to hear what's all going on. It kind of gives us a perspective or, you know, puts us in the shoes of others in regards to what's going on and how they're impacted by the COVID-19 and and everything. So, yeah, going back to your, your time at Stockton University and also, um, I guess, fast forwarding to now, um, you mentioned your soci- sociology major. Um, right. But... Uh, learning, you know, writing, podcasting, and speaking. Uh, did you kind of self-teach yourself in regards to, you know, becoming experts in those areas? Or how do you, like, do you have resources, you know, network, yeah. things of that? Can you share with our listeners? Absolutely. Well, well, well first of all, uh, I am I am not, you know, I have a lot of, um, 
creativity in my writing, but I'm a horrible writer in terms of, you know, harnessing the, the actual grammatic, the correct grammatical um, uh, situations in writing. And so my editor of the book, uh, Leanna, Leanna Groves uh, out of uh, Noblesville, Indiana, did a wonderful job for me. I just, and she had been um, associated with some Purdue University publications and other publications as well, but she just did a phenomenal job on pressing me to, 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 to deliver an end product. And if it wasn't for her, I, I would, I would have not have the end product I had. So I was traditionally always kind of a bad writer. In fact, in, at college, um, one of my uh, politics in the 80s professors used to give you paper feet, used to give you feedback on a cassette tape. And so you'd submit a paper, you get the feedback. And I remember I was dating my, my wife now, and you know, I thought, oh, this paper was great. I, I forget what I wrote it on, but you know, we plugged this cassette in and here's what the guy says. The professor goes, Mr. Mason, a uh, great content, horrible, horrible writing. I'm going to have to give you a D on this. You need to take a writing course, son. And I mean, I, I was blown away. But what did I do? I entered into a writing course the next semester. I knew I had to improve. So it's been a labor of love for me to learn how to be grammatically a better writer. But I love writing. I really do. And I, you know, I don't know if I'll write another book, but you know, I, I love the experience and the process. And then the speaking, you know, Kelly, it's funny. I I read in one of the books, you know, going through that process of reading 12 books a year, taking three things out. One of these books I read, I don't even know where it was, said, if you want to be good at public speaking, start putting yourself in public speaking situations, manufacture the situations if you can. You know, and the, and the person writing the book said 93% of all CEOs do not have public speaking backgrounds, 7% do. So at the time I wrote this, I was a recruiter. I was going to all these colleges. So I start contacting Rutgers and Ryder and, you know, University of Pennsylvania and this and that. And I start saying to the marketing clubs, Penn State, hey, I'm going to be in recruiting three weeks from now. Do you guys need a speaker to talk to the marketing club? And they jumped on it. And I started to cut my teeth in these small little venues in the, you know, 12, 15, 18 people. Then I got some professors saying, hey, I'd love you to speak at this class or I'd love you to speak with this group. And next thing I know, I'm getting auditorium gigs, speaking to organizational and behavior classes. And, you know, I put myself, just like the, the writer said, I put myself in these positions to get over that nervousness, to feel comfortable to figure out, you know, what I need to do differently and uh, how I can improve. And so that, and then I, I, I spent some time in children's drama. Uh, our, our kids went through a, a Christian, they were part of a Christian drama group uh, in New Jersey, a uh, wonderful group. And, you know, they needed, they needed parents to play you know, roles of adults. So I think my first role, I played a guy like Jay Leno. And, uh, you know, then I did this for three years and I started writing songs. I started writing some of the script. And then I, I was involved in church drama for probably about five years. So I've really um, become comfortable in my own skin in front of of people. And right now, if anybody listening, if you're part of a chamber of commerce and you're looking for, you know, that luncheon speaker, that's really, I have three different prefabbed 20, 25 minute discussions that I can offer to any chamber of commerce. And um, really, I, uh, I, you know, I, th that's what I'm doing now to try to just talk about some of the tools in the book. Mm -hmm. That's great. That's a really great story, uh, Jeff, in regards to, you know, how did you first start in speaking and now where have you grown today? Super incredible. Uh, that's very inspirational to our listeners out there. 
um, challenges and success stories as an author, podcaster, and speaker at this time. I know COVID-19 does impact um, that, that realm a lot. Can you, can you share with us? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking wise, I've had four, four gigs canceled, which, you know, but Hey, listen, it's, it's, it's minor in comparison to the major things we're dealing with. So, um, yeah, the book, um, you know, the book is because I'm really nobody, you know, the book is not jumping off the shelf and people aren't saying, you know, I have to have this book. I think a lot of people uh, tend to look at some of the already established authors. I think a lot of, a lot of folks, you know, like some of the, uh, the sexier topics that, that, you know, some of the books that are a little bit um, maybe uh, different in maybe storytelling wise and things like that, social media wise, you know, so my book is as far as the people who read it, the feedback I get from them is exciting when I get the feedback and it's, it's hard to get, you know, one of the challenges is, is it's hard to get Amazon reviews from all these people that read the book, believe it or not. Uh, but I try and, um, you know, Amazon doesn't make it easy all the time either, which is another challenge, but really my book is, is, you know, what's, what it's about is in a nutshell, it's, where the rubber meets the road, it's where the root of the plant meets the dirt. It's about what we do and how we do it, not so much what we make or sell as a product. And I'll give you a perfect example. Another great book, if anyone ever wants to read, it's a book by Scott Bedbury. He was the chief uh, information officer, uh, brand, chief brand officer, excuse me, for Starbucks. And he worked under Mr. Schultz over there. And they did a wonderful thing. I believe it was called The Big Dig. And they really wanted to try to figure out what it was that that what how was the Starbucks brand connected to the customers? What was it about their brand? How, they really needed to break down the DNA of the brand. And the wonderful outcome of this, I think, was paraphrased just or, or was, I guess, said very well by a barista to Mr. Schultz at one point. And the barista said, you know, when it was all said and done, it was more atmospherics that Starbucks was involved in. It was more the experience. And this barista said to Mr. Schultz, Mr. Schultz, I've come to learn that we are not serving coffee to people. We are serving people coffee. And so I look at that, Kelly, and that is the essence of my book. You know, take the trades, for instance, take deck builders, take kitchen remodelers, carpenters, anyone in the trade business. I'm not picking on trades, but I'm just using this as an example. In 30 years, I don't hear people sitting around talking about the mitered corners and the finishing and the way they sanded that and the stain and the, you know, what they talk, what people talk about when they talk about a, a deck or a remodeling job is, oh, they were so hard to get a hold of. I couldn't, you know, they never came when they said they would. They didn't finish the job on time. It's all the things that irritated the people or were were peripheral to the actual product. And, and that's what we focus on. We say, look, it's not so much what you do, it's how you do it. And that's what Starbucks was saying. It's not the coffee as much as it is, we have to understand we're serving people coffee, a deck builder, anybody, myself included, we're serving people business tools. We're serving people a deck that brings them memories down the road. And that's what the book focuses on. Focus on the unsexy, get down in the weeds where the, where the plant roots meet the dirt. And I'm talking about stuff in there that helps companies do what they do better. If that makes sense. 
Yes, yes, it does. Very, very interesting background into um, tying into. We'll we'll mention uh, Jeff's uh, book recommendations too in our show notes for today, as always. Uh, but yeah, with the Simple Biz, is that how your title for your collection of resources, uh, the Simple Biz 360, is that how you came about uh, the the name? You know, it's funny. I so I. I knew it had to be laced with simplicity. I love Dale Carnegie. Dale Carnegie is a very simplistic um, person in his human relations skills. So I'm having dinner one night. My wife and I are having dinner with a, a couple. Uh, Steve Crawford owns a trucking business and he's at the table with us. And, you know, I told him about the book and what I was doing and blah, blah, blah. And, and, and he, he just, you know, he just looks at me. He goes, well, whatever you do, just make sure you name the name of your book and your, you know, company and stuff, what you do. I mean, what, you know, what are you trying to get across? Name it that. And so I thought, my goodness, it's got to have the word simple in it, right? Because that's what I'm focusing on, some simple stuff. And so I just said, okay, Steve, great. And I credit him. I told him that, you know, I, I credit him with uh, helping me with the first part of it. And then the 360 is just, and my pinwheel logo, it's just representative of I try to bring 360 degrees of elements to the reader, to the purchaser of the book, so that they can have a well-rounded tool chest. And as I say in the beginning of the book, my my book is it's eight drawers. It's got eight drawers to the tool chest, and um, you know that's where I kind of come up with the 360 degrees uh, angle. So I just I I took a, an advice from Steve at a dinner. Hey, Simple Biz 360, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's very fitting. Uh, speaking of 360 and the collection, uh, Keith. Tell uh, our le- listeners about uh, your podcast as well. Yep. So the podcast was really, um, which, you know, you do a great job. You're on episode, I think, 39 today. I'm, I've only got uh, 29 uh, recorded. But so, you know, it, I had so many people tell me, oh, dude, you should do a podcast. You got to put the podcast out, too, in conjunction with the book. People love listening to podcasts. And I, I admittedly, Kelly, it's funny, but I was not a social media guy. I had built a couple websites. I obviously work on email, but I really wasn't active on Facebook, I, you know, Twitter. Well, I just didn't, you know, do much of it. And and so, you know, podcast listening and podcasts that I didn't really, you know, know too much about it or do too much. So once I was introduced to the concept, really dove into it, you know, one of the things that people have always told me is, you know, Jeff, you're such, we love your stories. You're such a good storyteller, you know? And I thought, wow, this is a great, you know, platform to kind of be expressive, let my personality come out because I've a lot of feedback I've gotten from the book is, Hey, Jeff, your personality jumps out of the book which is an awesome piece of feedback to hear. But I thought, you know, why not jump out of the, the screen or, you know, the, the, the um, speaker and, and let my personality, you know, go that way. So when I got together with my podcast team, I selected a team in St. Louis. I, I knew I needed some professional guidance. So I use stlewispodcast.com. And uh, these guys said, you have to do this on YouTube. You have to. I said, well, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do this facially every week. Who wants to sit there and look at me, sit at some desk? You know, they said, no, no, you have to understand. It's the second most watched. Uh, it's the second most uh, um, tapped um, Google, you know, search engine. You have to do it. I said, okay, well, I'll, I, I guess so. So, you know, I've, I've gotten over that hump. I still think it's kind of boring to, in some ways to look at me and watch me, you know, I love listening to audio podcasts myself. I love even hearing my podcast on audio. So, you know, I dove in and Kelly, man, I am, 
I don't know about you. I am just enjoying it way beyond what I thought I would. I'm really, I'm really having fun. Are you having fun yeah, doing it too? Yeah, this is incredible. This is really fun. Um, but yeah, like yourself, Jeff, I didn't realize, you know, coming into this, I just started this last August and just, I had this idea, I would say since last January, so January, 2019 and, you know, recording a podcast and I finally put, you know, put in the, the, the grind in order to make it, you know, appear in August. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a fun ride and I'm continually doing this and having a great time, having phenomenal guests on like yourself uh to talk to and share our daily grinds i think it's just great and uh but yeah i didn't see you know you know sh uh sh sharing with everyone uh how, how my voice go over on audio i updated my equipment a few weeks ago so it's things are going well for the most part the ball rolling yeah really great stuff oh that's awesome yeah it's fun i mean I'm, it really is so and it's a great way to get you know i'm gonna uh, probably like you you know you, you have some really uh, colorful guests on and some really interesting guests. And I, I'm going to do more of that, but I'm also going to kind of slant towards remote, the remote workplace too, which I think is just going to, you know, balloon in, in, in huge, huge, huge numbers as permanent places to work now. So I'm going to kind of focus a little bit on that going forward. And, and um, so, but yeah, uh, I, I'm, I'm glad you're having fun too. And, you know, it's just a great, a great way to be expressive and to, to, to help people too, I yeah. think so we're, we're providing you know there's there's plenty of listeners out there that tune into both of our podcasts but you know there's people out there that we don't see that they may yep. haven't sent an email or reached to you on social media yeah. but they're they're you know being inspired or being motivated by things that we say and do on these episodes and i think that's great you know to help help someone out there um one of my other uh guests i had on dan wine um i would say one of my earlier guests he had a quote in regards to you know you one in a thousand people that you know it expands out to a million so yeah just our our reaches is, is uh, endless i would say for the most part but yeah going forward on the on your daily grind your uh, of the simple biz 360 what are your favorite things to do well as far as uh you know uh, i mean i love to uh I, I love to do the podcast for you know as, as we've talked about um the daily grind you know i'm i love control on my website i tinker with the website all the time i don't know if that um is the right thing to do but you know i love revising things so i kind of you know I, I i sit there at you know 5 30 in the morning or whatever 10 30 at night i go yeah i want to make this change or make that change so i'm having some some fun doing that with the daily grind, but, uh, you know, I have a day job too. And, and my real daily grind, uh, you know, really comes down to my day job and that's really what I have to continue to focus on. And, um, so, you know, I'm fairly splintered right now. Um, I'm, I'm very busy, uh, right now with everything going on. Um, I, my, uh, my sales agency uh, does a lot of work in the outdoor and public safety industry as well. So there's a lot of things that are, that are happening right now, as you can imagine with the first responders. And, and I just don't, just want to shout out to the healthcare workers and first responders that uh, just, a, you know, truck drivers, what a wonderful job they're all doing, mm -hmm. keeping us, you know, healthy, keeping us fed, keeping us, um, you know, having supplies, allowing us to have supplies uh, and, it, you know, just doing a remarkable job. I know it's tough. So, uh, but, you know, my daily grind is my daytime job. And, you know, I try to make sure I get exercise in there as we've talked a little bit about, which is important to me and uh, real important to me. So, you know, just the, the, the scheduling, I guess, would be my overall biggest grind factor. How do I fit everything in, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you have any like, uh, I guess, Q 
key tips or ways to stay organized to, or something that you could share with our listeners, how, how you're a- able to manage like your, your day job as well as Simple Biz 360? Well, I really do think that, uh, especially with so many people being at home now, the, 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 you know, the flirtation with not working, you know, or, or not having the desire to work all the time, like you would in an office. Um, yeah, I just think you have to give yourself balance. You have to figure out how to inject balance with exercise, with family, and with work and i think that exercise what i've come to find out i'm a runner you're a runner running for me is it gets my blood going it gets things juiced up and it keeps me um work you know functioning well on all cylinders so i would say just try to mix all that in but i would also add on top of that the old nike saying just do it you have to just get up and do it you know, there's no other, nobody's going to motivate you or push you. You really just have to get up out of the chair, put your stuff on, workout stuff on and do it. You know, I mean, I don't know if that is helpful to people, but you know, it just, it's, it's, it's as easy as that and as hard as that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like it. I was just going to ask too, uh, favorite things to do outside of work. Uh, yeah. Both, like you mentioned, Jeff and I are both runners. Uh, I listened to your other, up your, a podcast episode in regards to marathon running and how it ties into business. Yeah. Speaking of running, um, yes. yeah, the COVID-19 definitely has affected my race schedule. Um, it's probably affected uh, yours as well, or just, you know, where, where you run about and stuff, very limited. Um, me myself based out of Chicago, we just closed down our lakeshore trails by, by the water. So, um, I have to like redirect my route, uh, on a weekly basis on where I'm going to go more, more inside the city versus more, you know, seeing this, the sights and whatnot. Um, I don't know if it's, but if it's the same thing in your area as well, Jeff. Well, in our area, it's, it's, I live more in the suburbs, so we haven't had those kind of, um, uh, closures yet in the, you know, in the development. So I stated the developments, you know, if I see somebody coming on some, on a certain side of the street, I go to the other side of the street. So I stay in the street pretty much. And, you know, as you see from that episode where high vis clothing when, uh, when I need to, but, um, no, so they have not clamped down on that yet. So actually I've, I've been getting, and I doubt they will at this point, but, been getting quite a bit of good runs in. And I, one of the things I heard early on, I heard some doctor mention that, you know, because this is a respiratory virus and it attacks the, the respiratory system so much that, you know, heavy breathing exercises, exercises that, that, that push our lung capacity that way are, is very healthy to, to help uh, ward off uh, getting stricken with, with COVID-19. So I don't know, you know, that, that's uh, something that I've been doing quite a bit of since, uh, since this whole thing started, but, um, Hey, I've been on trips too. Like I said, in that uh, podcast where, you know, I've been in some weird places and you can't go out and just run. And so, yeah, I, I've run in the hotel room. You know, you could probably run in your basement if you had to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Just, yeah. You have to be creative in regards to, you know, running around yeah. and, uh, uh, Jeff has, is a marathon runner. He's done six marathons to date. So I guess maybe just, uh, I'm yep. my curiosity in running. What has been your your favorite marathon that you've completed so far? Yeah, well, uh, my favorite, you know, I, my first one was a New York City marathon in, in, in 1995, and that was just so fun. It's it, you know, it's not a marathon for your personal record time. You know, it's not, and you know, it's 
it's to experience the millions of people that come out to watch. I mean, that was just awesome. And, you know, I, I, I just, I was so enthralled by that exposure to, you know, that, that I got from my first marathon that I entered a little one about a month later with 440 people in it. And we got a little Alberta clipper to come through in, in early December. And, oh my gosh, it was disastrous. I hit the wall at about 19 miles. And so, you know, I fast forward my favorite marathon, you know, in aside from the New York and the experience was grandma's. I ran grandma's marathon up in Duluth and it, it's a long Lake Superior there. It's 26 miles along the lake. And that was just scenically a phenomenal uh, run. I don't know if you, have you ever run that one? No, I haven't. I've heard many great things though about it. Very, very scenic, oh. right? Yes. And you're right along the water there, very steep drop-offs and just, oh my gosh, it just uh, was breathtaking. And it really, it's a great time of year that they run it. I think the field is, is fairly, um, they close it. I don't know, 7,500, 8,500 people somewhere around there, mm -hmm. but um, you know, it's, it's, it's just a beautiful run. And my, and my PR is in Philly. So my, you know, I, I just definitely have an affinity for the Philadelphia marathon. That's where I, uh, I, my PR is 349. So I, I got, you know, I got under that four and, and got under that 350 and I just I didn't earn my way to the Boston you know you had to qualify I was about probably about 20 minutes off from the Boston that's, marathon but oh well that's awesome yeah that's really cool different uh marathon races in different states um yeah I, I love to travel and run and fit in when I can but yeah sometimes you're limited your hotel room or the, yep. the fitness rooms uh treadmill or whatnot so uh yeah. Do you have any upcoming races or not? It doesn't have to be marathon or just any distance in general or. I don't at this point, I haven't signed up for anything. Um, no, I have not at this point now. And are, are you still active in marathoning? Yeah. So I was originally supposed to uh, be racing the Boston marathon. Actually it would have been this past weekend or this past Monday, um, but they pushed it now to September. So I'm restarting my training program for that one month from now. So uh, start training in May and then in prep, uh, for, for the September race. Uh, but just been just doing casual runs, you know, like sure. you mentioned, having that work life balance. So staying active, you know, getting an sure. exercise, uh, that definitely helps out. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, well, I wish you all the best in that run. That'll be, uh, that'll be, you know, it's the only one that probably ever be run in September. You yeah, know? exactly. Yeah. Another thing to add to document, uh, yeah. during this time for sure. So it'll be exciting to, to tune this podcast, uh, years after, uh, but yeah, having that work-life balance, sharing your story. Uh, Jeff, do you have any other recommendations for our listeners out there in regards to people to follow, things to read, to listen to your podcast, read your book, obviously? Sure. Well, um, yeah, well, I appreciate that. And yeah, I mean, I... Um, uh... Yeah, I listened to Shailene Johnson. I, 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 you know, Build Your Tribe. I listened to that one. It's probably my favorite podcast. And I'm actually part of her um, Marketing Impact Academy as well. Uh, my wife and I are going through that now. Uh, and so, you know, as far as books, I mean, look, I will take everybody that I can back to Dale Carnegie's How to Win Friends and Influence People. Uh, there's just so much staying power in his simplicity and his messaging. Um, that's what, that's what hooked me at first. I've read it so many times and it's just, you know, it, it's just 
timeless advice. And that's another thing I really wanted to, to emulate that timelessness in my efforts as well. And, and so simple biz 360 timeless business tools, you can find it on Amazon. Uh, it's also on ebook at four different platforms, Barnes and Noble, Apple, Google, and, uh, also Kindle. Uh, but it's on Amazon and paperback. Uh, my podcast is simple biz, 360 podcast and it's we're on now i think 21 uh audio platforms and then youtube so you can find me on youtube you can find me on you know just about everything we got on i think it was pandora uh was our last one a couple weeks ago so we're on iheart pandora stitcher spotify you know alexa tune in alexa all that so it's we got the listing up on the on the YouTube site if you want. So yeah, we're real excited about that. But we'd love you to subscribe to that and tune in with us. We do it every week, nine o'clock in the morning on a Thursday. We release our episode, and it's aside from an interview, it's generally you know, eight, ten, twelve, fourteen minutes is kind of our home run zone on just covering a topic. Uh, but some of the interviews are are a little bit uh, longer than that for sure. And then on the social media, my website is simplebiz360.com. So that's simplebiz360.com. And all my social media um, connections are there on the website, or you can go on the, a lot of the social media and it, we're just lo- all lowercase at simplebiz360. I mean, that's that's we kind of made it try to make it simple i guess yeah <laughs> yeah so fitting simple biz 360 yeah. uh, simple to remember easy to remember for listeners yeah. followers and whatnot that's great we talked about your daily schedule jeff what's in your daily grind in the upcoming weeks later this year uh well getting back to trade show season that has been uh discontinued or you know postponed so a lot of trade shows that i had to attend uh have now been rescheduled and 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 so forth and um so we've got that's going to come into the to the juggling act uh i think that one of the things the daily grind i really have to figure out how i can best serve people that have been displaced i think the goal of simple biz 360 for the rest of this year is people that have been um have lost their jobs they've now got to go out in the job market and find new work and the challenges of trying to figure out how to be a productive person working out of the house those you know i really want to make sure the content and what i do services that portion of people so um you know, that's going to be my, that's going to be my simple biz daily grind. And my, my, my day job is going to be just the reshuffling and the rescheduling and all that time lost, you know, uh, working with retailers and e-commerce people that we've got to, uh, you know, pick up and try to try to make a year, you know, try to make the numbers for a year come back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To, the way to, the way that we serve people in business and just kind of how business is being done at this time, completely different. It's like lots of moving yes. parts. Industries are very fluid at this time. Yes. Uh, yeah. Lot, lots of things going on uh, for this episode exclusively. We want to bring in a uh, part of Jeff's uh, bread and butter segment on the simple biz podcast. He always leaves with the lost and shuffle track. So exclusively for today, Jeff, actually, do you want to explain to listeners what this is and then, uh, providing us with a track. Yeah. So, so I know you like music and love music and you've had some great guests on, um, and you know, musical guests. And so, you know, I love rock and roll. I grew up 
loving the British invasion that happened in 1964 with the Beatles and the Dave Clark Five. And I was a young boy at that time, and it's just very impressionistic. And and then all the the energy of that rock and roll that came from it. And so I finally got to go to the Rock and Roll uh, Hall of Fame a couple of years ago with a friend of mine, Mike McGovern. And we were there in, in October of 2018. And, and I don't know, Kelly, there was a there was a sad um, reality in a way that being in there and talking to some of the workers, I don't know, you know, how much longer the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is going to be, uh, you know, get the attendance that it has over the decades. And, you know, how, you know, it's going to be important, but rock and roll that's now 55 years old is, um, you know, it's becoming a memory. We're getting further and further away from it. So I just wanted to do something on the podcast where I advance you know, make sure I advance rock and roll, make sure people still stay connected to it and understand it. And my, you know, I didn't want to pick classic rock songs. I didn't want to do spend time on that. I wanted to look at songs that were cool songs that never got major airplay that were tucked down an album someplace where you heard it somewhere and you go, wow, that's a great song. And, you know, so I, I try to pick lost in the shuffle tracks uh, that are appropriate that way. So today's pick, I thought about it and there's just no way I get around this. I'm from, I grew up and went to high school in Berkeley Heights, New Jersey, which is in Union County. And we just recently found out just through some Facebook posts that there was a band called the middle class that was formed in Berkeley Heights, uh, out of Sterling, um, New Jersey. It was some Watchung Hills high school kids, some governor Livingston high school kids in Berkeley Heights and a gentleman from North Plainfield high school that got together and formed this band. They got quickly connected to Carol King and Jerry Coffin and, and started getting involved in the, the rise of rock and roll. And they really tried to make it. And, uh, and, you know, they, they, they didn't, they didn't make it all the way, but they cut some great tunes uh, and they, and they almost made it. The lead guitarist, unfortunately met an unfortunate death at his senior year in college. He was beaten to death by, um, by his college roommate. And it's kind of a sad story, but a young lady by the name of Kathy West wrote a book about it. And Kathy was, uh, was the girlfriend of this guitarist, um, Rick Phillip, who was killed. And Kathy wrote a book, a song for you. I read the book and, uh, gotten in touch with her. She's going to be a podcast guest down the road and the middle class did a tune called free as the wind. And it's my, it's on my episode 27 is the lost in the shuffle track. I encourage people to go there. If they want to, they can pull it down from there. They can go to our YouTube channel and get it or just Google it. You'll, you'll you know hear it, but the middle class is M Y D D L E. And then class. So that's my pick. They're from their hometowners, you know, I mean, how could I not pick some hometowners, you know? Yeah, I like the I like the local music, the hometown. Uh, yeah, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is definitely on my bucket list to see. So I'm hoping wh- when this thing gets over, next time I travel, I can make it out to there uh, in the near future. So uh, this is great. I like it. Inspiring rock. I always like to throw rock in the mix too uh, on my running playlist or workout playlist in general. You know, get the energy going sure. and whatnot. So love it. Uh, we'll put in, yeah, we'll put it in today's show notes as well. Jeff, do you have a word of the day to motivate our listeners out there? Yes, I, I really do. And I've I've um, I've just loved this for decades now, but it's a Dale Carnegie quote. And it's when you're wrong, admit it 
quickly and emphatically. And it's actually one of the Dale Carnegie principles. But, you know, Kelly, I just we all make mistakes. We all do things that, that hurt other people or we do we do wrong things for customers. Sometimes we just don't always do the right thing. And I think one of the most attractive qualities of, of Dale Carnegie was was saying to people, look, you know, we make these mistakes, just admit it, let them know you're sorry about it, ask them for forgiveness, but, you know, do it quickly, don't let it linger and do it with emphasis. And and so that's, you know, I don't always do it. I try my best. I've, you know, I've probably got 50, 55 apology emails out there over my uh, career where I've done something wrong. And I, you know, so I just, I think it's a, it's almost refreshing today. Not everybody takes ownership of mistakes. And I just think it's a great message to say, hey, it's okay to take ownership of a mistake. People will respect you for it. Just own up to it and let them know. Yeah, I like that really quote a lot. And it fits great with our episode for today and everything with our listeners to motivate them on their daily grinds. Uh, One more time, Jeff, if listeners want to get in touch with you after this podcast, how can they do so? Sure. So they can, it's Jeff at simplebiz360.com is my uh, email address. They can go to my website, simplebiz360.com. We're all lowercase simplebiz360.com on social media. And it's the same name of our podcast on 22 platforms, including YouTube. So, you know, it's pretty much all you'd have to Google Mm -hmm. to find out. Wonderful. We will put Jeff's uh, contact info in today's show notes. Thank you for tuning in today's episode and a big thank you for Jeff for being on our podcast. When it comes to sharing my story, be sure to follow the Daily Grind at KJF Daily Grind on Instagram and me, your host, at Kelly J. Lefty on Instagram or Twitter. Make sure to go to our podcast network website, ambiguouspodcastsolutions.com for more content such as You Mad Bro, The Sam Bustle Podcast, and GDP, Goal-Driven Professionals. Listen on Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. Until next time, my name is Kelly Johnson, and have a great day. Thank you, Kelly.